This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding the Jordan Harbinger show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Great Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are battling the Horde. Moss destroyed Archibald's protective goo. Quinny was struck by the Black Spider and is almost dying. Butthole banished the Black Spider, and Reginald is hunting down his father. Can they keep the spider in his own realm and Archibald and save Quinny? Find out next. On Dom Doms and Dragons. Archibald Tingler thought he wanted nothing more than to murder his treacherous, cowardly son who ran away from the glory of the Horde into some kind of weak world that he's having to hang around in. But then a golden opportunity presented itself. A golden opportunity that everyone in every little goblin all the way up to every murder boss in the Horde dreams of. The chance to kill the leader of the Horde and become the leader of the Horde. And he's sure that with the venom on his blade, he's probably done it. But doing that doesn't matter if you get killed on the way out of weird soft world. So uh, Archibald Tinkler (laughs) is running like fuck. Uh, Over his shoulder, uh, you know, like looks back and he has horde people like pulling him through um, because they're more loyal to him than the black spider because he's the black spider. Like he stabbed the black spider. The black spider disappeared. It's like, oh, fuck, he's the guy now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pulling him through. And he's very much laughing like somebody just got away with like, you know, break like a smash and grab. And it's clearly like, Haha, they didn't get me, though. <laughs> um, and behind him is just the barreling monster of of Reginald tearing his way through the crowd, uh, followed by by everyone else. But he'll, I assume... On your turn, you would have raised Quinny? Oh, 110%, yes. Um, So I'm going to give you kind of a free round of initiative because I'm going to make some rolls happen here because Butthole is working on a concentration spell to keep the Black Spider out of your realm. So we're going to have to see basically how well you can protect Butthole on the way through here. Um, But Quinny, in your uh, your head um, before this, this happens... Uh, you do have kind of a final moment with Gary uh, just before whatever fucking thing Ryan's going to describe happens. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and uh, Gary um, just smiles. And he smiles in that kind of like uh, uh, crooked Aarakocra way that, you know, you you recognize. And uh, he just says, you know, I always thought you would do great things, Queenie Brownbow. That means a lot coming from you. You know, you you, you taught me a lot. Uh, well, truth be told, I never felt great about leaving you guys behind in the death prison. So, you know. I didn't feel great about that either. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll let that be. I believed in this place, if you can believe, and he kind of like raises a wing to the void. But um, he clearly means a car. And he's like, uh, you know, in, in a world of such uh, chaos and disorder, the idea that we could maybe bring a little bit of um, stability would have been nice, you know? Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, sometimes I have a hard time seeing how stability is going to come from this, but we're working on it. Yes, that is what I learned, too. Uh, listen, um, it <laughs> smells like you are going to be leaving me soon. So oh, um, God. just know that... Uh, I truly treasure the friendship we had. Me too. Okay, well, enjoy being alive. Um, <laughs> there is a... I'll try. White light, I think I'm supposed to... Oh, and he's just like pulled back. <laughs> um, and it just waves with a wing. And uh, with that, Gary kind of disappears as butthole, you do what to revive Quinny. Great. So, Quinny, <laughs> you're you're there, and you just you feel a like big like thud thud around you as you're getting drawn back. But it sounds like, <laughs> and then you just feel this pulling sensation, and you start to lean forward, and you realize with horror that you are about to get sucked into your own ass as a ghost. So you you just feel yourself fart 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 fart, and then your butt just goes like. <laughs> And your face just gets sucked into your own butt, and you end up back in your own body. And what you're seeing over you is butthole, and he's doing CPR, but not on your chest. He's doing it on your your stomach, and you're actually farting, and your own farts are magically going up and in your mouth. And he's like, I thought you'd like this better. It's you. Everyone likes their own brand. Uh, and he's just <laughs> squeezing farts at the bottom half of you rhythmically with your heartbeat until you're back. As soon as I am able, I am just squirming and scrambling. He's like, stop, God. He's back. <laughs> um, and with that, you take off after Archibald. Um, Quinny, you, uh, you you awake to uh, the battlefield. The black spider is gone. Archibald is gone. Moss, I assume you kind of like grab him and help help him get up. Oh, yeah. Um, but I assume, would you tell them that you, you need the concentration? Like, basically, you have one of those battlefield moments where it's like the area around you is clear. Uh, uh, Vital statistics is like keeping people at bay. Uh, you've got like a uh, pitch actually just like fucking going to work. Um, nice. He's like just it's a lot of like, um, you know, like smoke bomb type stuff. But he's just like causing general chaos around you. And he's like, wow, we're better at this than we thought. And just like throwing sand and, and smoke and just causing like havoc. And then just through the smoke, Vito statistics, still pooping himself. Just swinging that fucking <laughs> mall around, knocking people aside. Uh, you see Patty Two Eyes um, just like running through. Um, and she's like, look out for my bombs! And she's just throwing glass bottles that are full of piss. <laughs> um, <laughs> Patty piss bottles, as yeah. she'll be known after this glorious day of a car. And wouldn't you know it, some magic missiles just start exploding, and there's like, you know, the battle wizard just be like, oh boy, here we go. Balthazar Durian. Uh, that's the man, yep, name. the man yeah. himself. <laughs> um, and uh, the clerics are healing people up. Um, 
you know those lumberjacks we never met they're just fucking going to town uh, it turns out they're really cool dudes you would have loved them they have such funny voices uh, they're just hacking away <laughs> saying nothing um, but uh, no you're 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 generally your your troops are doing well to keep um... great Quinny you will have 21 HP from butthole thank spell. you very much uh, he cast Cure Wounds at level two is what he did. Mm-hmm. Keep a track of my spell slots to keep things earnest. <laughs> and that was 21 points? 21, yeah. Thank you. 21 points of health. Uh, and he will say to both of you, all right, so I banished the black spider. Uh, if I get hit really hard, he's probably going to come back and we'll have to kill him. So make sure oh. I don't get hit, but also we have to go help Reginald, who's chasing down Archibald. Let's move, fam. Okay. Uh, and he's wait, wait, take wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. And uh, Moss just uh, reaches into her little uh, satchel, uh, little sack of adamantine dust and mm. just like, inhales a bunch and then just like butthole come here okay and then just like blows it out like into his face like breathe in breathe in breathe in breathe in oh not like that butthole (laughs) (laughs) and butthole's uh uh skin shimmers Mm. for a moment and uh you have stone skin cast on you so what does that mean uh for uh, up to an hour, I, it's a concentration spell for me, um, you have resistance to non-magical bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. yeah. Great. All right. So um, in order to fight your way through the crowd, um, Reginald's doing the hard work by just bulldozing. Um, but uh, we're going to have to survive three rounds of, of attacks uh, to see if, if Butthole can make it through. So, Quinny and Moss, I want to know what you're doing to try and keep people off of, of Butthole as you kind of, like, escort him through the crowd. It's an escort mission. I'm sorry. <laughs> Say, realistically, Goblin Jr. too, but he's just hanging out. Snarf, yeah. snarf. Quinny would um, be staying uh, uh, in front of Butthole, but close, uh, firing off Eldritch Blasts. He gets two with each... Right. Cast, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just back. wants to fork them, uh, uh, one to the left, one to the right, to just push people away. Okay. I like that, Moss. Yeah. Um, and so you're in front. Quinny's in, in front. front. Of butthole, yeah. uh, so Moss will basically be like, kind of like keeping very, very close to Butthole uh, and just swinging the hammer around like behind her to make sure that sure, just, <laughs> no just one's getting close. Distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, sh- and she'll stay within 10 feet so that Butthole has the charisma uh, right. modifier advantage as well. Okay, love that. Uh, Butthole, is there anything you're doing? Uh, Butthole is keeping that shield up on one side and the hammer up on the other. Like, he's not trying to, again, he's not trying to take anybody out, but if they get close, it's just fucking, like, edge of shield, like, smack him back or the hammer. With Quinny in front of him, he's really just focusing on left and right. So, yeah, they're just like this weird fortress of stuff. <laughs> on the hammer side, that'll be the side Goblin Jr.'s running on because he could protect himself more with the shield on one, whereas between the hammer and the wolf, he's a little more protected on the other. Okay, awesome. So, Quinny, go ahead and roll your um, Eldritch Blasts, please. Um, Moss, I'm going to get you to roll two attacks. Okay. And then, Ryan, I'm going to roll against your... Depending on how these rolls go, I'll see if there's anything that gets through to you. Okay. Uh, 21 and 16, respectively. Yeah, that'll do. Um, all right, so you're just blasting people back. 26 and 30. Yes. Holy shit. Uh, Still got that potion, baby. Yeah, it's just like knocking. And like, I think it's like uh, up front, like Queen's like throwing the Eldritch Blast and they hit someone, they get knocked back, like, you know, 10 feet or whatever in either way. Uh, and then just looking over your shoulder, you just see people fucking arcing through the sky as like Moss just like knocks them aside, you know, you know wild swings, uh, just sending people flying. So you keep them off that hole for the first round. You advance. 
Um, meanwhile, um, Archibald is kind of like pulled through um, to uh, the, the edge of the crowd. And one of the um, members of the horde uh, just says, uh, uh, Lord Ar- Ar- Archibald, what, what what should we do? Do we retreat? Do we attack? And he says, keep attacking, cowards. Always attack. We're the horde. Damn it. Attack them. And make sure they don't reach me before I reach safety. Um, and he takes off running. And the guy's like, well, the, uh, but you're run- Fuck. Uh, turns <laughs> around, pulls out his spear, and just, like, tries to gut someone, but breaks on adamantine armor. Things are going badly. Uh, as Archibald starts sprinting uh, towards the flaming moat. Um, back in the crowd, uh, Reginald, I'm not making you roll for anything, because I think at the level you're at right now with everything, it's just your bath salt, like, yeah, gator, yeah, yeah. just, like, rubble, rubble. Um, just a Kool-Aid man of destruction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a Kool-Aid man moving like a silverback gorilla that's like twice the size of a man with metal skin. Just going, <laughs> running, hammer. His hammer's in one hand, but he's still moving it like a gorilla hand. So it's just flattening whoever's in front of him in a line. Like he doesn't give a shit. It's leaving flaming holes in the ground behind him. He's just g- screaming at everything. All he sees is his dad in the distance. God, that's so terrifying. His donkey yeah. would be so proud. Yeah. Um. All right. So, um, Donkey Jr. Yeah. Um, all right. So we uh, move back to uh, the Protect Mr. President. Um, Quinny, two more attacks. Uh, Moss, two more attacks, please. And Butthole, I'm going to need, uh, well, I'm going to take an attack against you regardless of this. What's your AC? 23. 23. Okay. It does not go through. Ricochets off your, your stone, your like stone skin magnified shield. Cool. 26 and 28. <laughs> Well, Laura, I can safely tell you. Yeah, okay. 25 and 10. Well, the 10 won't do, which will account for that one attack. I did. Uh, It was going to happen anyway, but narratively now it makes more sense. Um, (laughs) All right. So uh, concentration remains. Um, We are are getting closer. Um, Archibald looks back and can just see exactly what you just described, Ryan, like plowing its way through. And he's like, oh, tits. Um, And he runs to the edge uh, of the flames and he says, it is I, Archibald Tingler, returning home. Hmm. Uh, And sure enough, the flames respond to their former master's voice and uh, form a, a, a flaming bridge, which slowly sort of like solidifies into a molten gold blue flame. And he's like, oh, good. They didn't change the password. Uh, and then he, like, hikes up his skirt and just starts fucking booking it across the... <laughs> he's um, got a skirt? And he's wearing fancy clothes, man. He's got, okay. like, lots of robes and shit. Um, he's a priest of the god of war uh, from Hellworld. Right. Uh, so he's just, like, booking it across uh, across the bridge. Um, the rest of you are getting close enough that you can see that there is, in fact, a bridge and that this is probably your best shot into the castle. I mean, this will mean a lot to Ooh. Reginald, who's thinking very rationally. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. he's all strategy right now. <laughs> yeah, just all intellect. You're doing a Sudoku. Go like, across bridge. Dad, dead. Like, <laughs> that's the strategy right now. Yeah, it's, you're solving the Dad Vinci code. Um, all right. And then uh, for we got one more round of Mr. President to see if, if Butthole can keep the box, right. by the way. Dude, 29 and 26. <laughs> Amazing rolls. Uh, natural 20 and um, uh, 22. <laughs> Fucking A, yep. <laughs> do you need me to roll something? No, I don't. Uh, they didn't <laughs> you just looked at me so dramatically. <laughs> I was like, what do I do? Normally I make all of you roll stuff, but they just all rolled really well. Um, I'm just going to say a number, 32. <laughs> and I can't roll that with anything I have, but I'll say it. Yeah, I think that's a failed Quinny stealth check. Yeah. It's still 32. It's like, I lost my dice. Doesn't matter. It's 89. Um, all right. So um, you just uh, barrel through. Quinny, with your with your nat 20, I think, like, 
you you throw a blast, um, uh, like an, an eldritch blast, and um, you almost stumble forward as you do so. Um, and it's it's almost like a, the, the gust of a wing um, has sort of uh, uh, pushed against you, and you can feel your your very quickly destroyed haste. Uh, starting to to flow back into you. So uh, Gary has gifted you a final thing from the beyond with your nat twenty, uh, oh, and shit. I will restore your haste. Uh, <laughs> Thank haste you. to you. It always sucks when you blow a big thing and then die immediately. <laughs> so I want to make sure you still have some fun to, to be had with it. Uh, but you can't use it now because nope. that would break things. I can't be outrunning butthole by significant uh, yeah, range yeah, bands, it's like, yeah. I did it. I'm doing it. You just like look back but whole fucking dead. It's like the black spider is now chasing you. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a whole shield. <laughs> He's like, um, yeah. All right. Um, so um, Archibald books it across the bridge uh, and disappears into the castle. Um, Reginald hot on his heels, uh, charging through uh, and the rest of you follow suit. Breaking free of the crowd, um, you kind of look back like once more of your shoulder to see the swirling melee of your your newfound allies, the weirdly like the nation of Akka, the people you fought for several seasons. Now your friends, kind of, sort of, uh, <laughs> fighting um, uh, the members of the Horde and uh, the Dark Spikes. And basically your team is keeping their team from interfering. Uh, and now it is time to to face... What you all knew you would have to face, um, and without time to to pause and consider, you you charge recklessly into the castle. The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have IndiCloud back as a sponsor. As IndiCloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product, Dank Sickles. <laughs> It's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue race flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Danksicles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndiCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indicloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dum Dums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. 
So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Hello, everyone. It's Tyler Hewitt here, just taking a little break from the show to let you know that Dum Dums and Dice have a Patreon. Yeah. Did you know that? Have you heard about this? We've got a Patreon, and we've got a bunch of different tiers for you to subscribe at, the lowest one being just $1 per month, and with that, you actually get one of my favorite perks. You get access to our patron-only Discord. you got a lot of fans hanging out on there already. It's very active. Uh, we hang out on there. We're active uh, and part of the Discord as well. We've got one of my favorite channels is the Questions for Cast channel, where you can ask us about our process, about our characters or anything like that, but also just like personal, you know, kind of get to know us questions as well. Uh, And I like getting to know the fans of our shows uh, on this Discord. So it's been great so far. I highly recommend it. You should head over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. One more time, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. See you there. The castle itself is fucking pretty empty. Um, there is there are some shambling zombies um, that are like mopping and like wearing butler suits and other things, uh, wandering around. Uh, but admittedly, the lich lords of this realm do not spend a lot of time on the ground floor anymore. Um, Butthole, this is your first time home, um, and it looks remarkably unchanged uh, from when you left, largely because. Emily died relatively soon. Well, not relatively soon, but like. It's yeah. smartly decorated to begin with. Yeah. And like Typhus wouldn't redecorate it. Emily probably wouldn't touch it. So it's basically what you left. Yeah. But it's, with zombies now. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, the number of people being smaller, because as a war realm, you would have had this full of soldiers at all times. There would have been patrols. But if you're a necromancer, you're not like, let's fill this place full of the mortals who hate and or might kill me. You're like, eh, a couple of zombie butlers, fuck off. So it's unsettling. It is smaller in that way that like when you go back to your elementary school or other places, it just feels Despite the fact mm. that it's like a big impressive palace, don't get me wrong, but it feels more mundane. It sure. feels more like he's actually seen a lot of other fortresses now and he's been to other bigger castles and things and just kind of put all that together. So it's it's been such a big mythical journey to then get to a fucking place. <laughs> like it's not hell. It's not like he's been yeah. these big places and it has a lot of emotional resonance, but it also reminds him like how small and how petty his parents' ambitions were when he was a kid. Like, his dad's ambitions were so fucking stupid (laughs) and, like, not what he believes in at all. And, like, they built it up and fucked up the whole world and it's all from this fucking dumb castle that he grew up in that's just a castle. It's not an eternal fortress to victory (laughs) that he remembers as, like, the most scary place where he was constantly getting his ass kicked and shit. When he looks around now, it's like, it's a castle with a shitty undead butler. Fuck this place. Like, this (laughs) disappointing... A poignant reminder of how fucked up humanity can be, of how far he's come beyond it, because this is like 
the polar opposite of mm-hmm. the Fortress of Solitude, which is like, no one can get in and it's full of the undead. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. like, no mm-hmm. undead allowed the open door and fucking everybody's welcome yeah. inside. Sure, yeah, yeah. So just a lot of strong juxtapositions. Also, like the Archibald chase exists, but he's he's focused on that, but further ahead, but he doesn't know what he feels and he has not solved any of the emotional conundrums of what he's doing here. And he's also aware that like there's nobody he can talk to about them. Because everybody in this party has already made up their mind. Yeah. Um, and I'd say the Archibald chase only really feels like such a chase because Reginald will die. <laughs> he is just <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Um, so um, you can see um, kind of like running uh, into the palace. Archibald is fucking booking it for um, – there's a central elevator that kind of takes you up the spire. Um, and again, he's like hobble running cause he's bleeding a lot. Um, and he kind of like rushes into, um, the elevator and kind of like is doing the button push thing, but it's like a big, uh, I think it, like a large circular cage elevator. So it's not like a, like a doors close. It's more like, you know, the great kind of closes and it ascends. Um, Reginald, uh, you are, are booking it towards him as he pushes the button being like, work faster. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. Uh Reginald raises a hand uh and summons his teleport sword. And it just blasts him from right where he is into the elevator <laughs> with dad. Uh so he just teleports right in and his sword energy explodes around him. So he automatically does 3d6. So he does seven, he does 10 damage just appearing in the elevator. And then he also does a melee attack with the sword as it lunges forward. There's something so fucked up about this like silverback gorilla monster <laughs> throwing a sword. <laughs> like just yeah. like, throwing a magic yeah. sword out of nowhere. And then just fun. appearing in an yeah. elevator. It's like the opposite of the Captain America fight. Where it's just like <laughs> the guy's like closing the door and then like, oh, we're going to have to deal with this. It's just like closed door, closed door, closed door. Gorilla appears behind him <laughs> in an explosion of energy. Yep. Uh, he gets an 18 to hit. Yep. Uh, Okie dokie. That will be... Uh, 13 bludgeoning damage. And... 10 fire damage for a total of 23 damage uh, from the sword strike stab appear. Uh, Quinny, you falter in your run, even as the speed is starting to course through you. Um, as you watch your own death play out at distance, um, this giant monster whips a sword that arcs through the air and impales Archibald against the uh, the back of the elevator exploding around him and then just gorilla monster appears in it and just fucking smashes him um and it's it's kind of like i'll let you describe how you feel about it uh at the same time you really fucking hate archibald tingler so there's probably some joy in there too um original i'd ask you how you feel but like <laughs> drugs yeah yeah <laughs> um quinny how do you feel about watching your, your death play out again better him than me fantastic um <laughs> Uh, butthole, you watch uh, as Reginald goes to town on, on Archibald. Well, how does that hit for you? Uh, there's like a certain like Pyrrhic thing to it. The last fight he didn't get to participate in, so he felt like he didn't get the chance to kind of throw down with Archibald. This time, 
because he was a part of the fight and because he chose not to attack to protect the people around him. He didn't swing at his dad. He helped Reginald. He didn't swing at his dad. He dealt with the black spider to save Quinny. Like, this has all been there. But at the same time, he can see the power of the friendships that allowed him to do this. Because mm. Reginald couldn't do this without him. Quinny wouldn't be here without him. Like, there's value in that, too. And it's kind of a lesson in kingship for him. Which is like, as a king, you don't get to be the hero all the time. It's a different life of being Butthole the Adventurer than Butthole King of Akka. And the King of Akka has to let other people do, to quote Quinny, the cool shit. <laughs> yeah. um, and that is very telling to him. And he feels almost warm until he watches Reginald rip off Archibald's head and manage to eat it with his altered fang mouth. And at that point, he's like, okay, we got to stop this. <laughs> do you? Uh, yeah, they'll they'll go for it. I think after he eats the head, Reginald is like feeling a, a little more like yeah. that's that's good. He did his bath salts job, like he's done. And at that point, he's just raises his two like arms and just holds the elevator door open. And, you guys want to go up in this? <laughs> I, uh, can you change? Uh, no, we're gonna need it. <laughs> Quinny tries to squeeze in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, his arms are staying there, but he's just squeezing his hips back. Like, it's just this weird <laughs> little, like, back. everybody's going to ride up with so Lurch from the Adams are family. We, are we in there with Archibald's body? Yep. yep. Not the head. <laughs> okay. He kicks it out. Better. That's going to play havoc yeah. with your stomach when you change back, man. Worth it. All right. Check his pockets. <laughs> they already booted the body out. <laughs> Go back outside, check the pockets. Yeah, I, mean, I can do this the quickest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's who he wanted to check it. All right. Um, oh, dear. So, uh, Quinny, you want to check Archibald's pockets? I do. Got to tell you, he doesn't carry much, um, largely because, you know, you reach a certain status and other people carry your shit sure, for yeah. you. Um, but um, you... Uh, you find a, a, a scrap of fabric uh, with, with a blood stain on it um, that was from his first kill that he, like, carries for luck. Um, and uh, you see that he has uh, stolen a uh, a picture from somewhere in the castle of this world's Emily and this world's Archibald um, that he's been carrying around for some reason. Um, and, uh, you also find a gem, um, that, uh, seems to have some magical properties, but that you can't identify right now. Magic gem. All right. I'll come back in and I'll say, uh, here, he, he had this on him for some reason. And I'll give the, uh, the picture of Archibald and Emily to butthole. Oh, that's... That's my mom. Yep. That's a piece of shit. <laughs> pointing at Archibald. Yeah, you don't have to keep the whole thing. <laughs> You're right. And he tears it in half. <laughs> and he eats the Archibald half <laughs> to like, feel like his brother. Aww. <laughs> and then you put the body out and then off yeah. it uh, um, And the, the elevator uh, ascends. So you have, uh, you have a few moments as the elevator goes up. Anyone who's got a thing that wears out after a minute... Uh, your minute is over. Yeah, yeah. Um, One right. hour, baby. Yeah, you're fine and just okay. strong forever, I guess. <laughs> strong and butthole still got stone skin. 
Yep. 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 Um, I will say, even though this isn't really a short rest, I'm I'm willing to lean on old D D and D rules to let <laughs> you spend hit dice if you would like oh, to regain any, yeah, any sure. shit. Thank you. Anyone want some of mine? <laughs> <laughs> Did, were you untouched? Nothing has hit me. Incredible. I literally, I have taken no damage. That makes up for all the times you've almost died. Yeah, honestly. I'm not even jealous. I'm or just so happy died. for you. <laughs> what, is that a D10? That is. I don't I don't use D10s. I'm not strong enough. I don't enough. use D10s. I'm not strong enough for D10s. Aww. What do you need? D8s. Here, I got four here. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'll do this many. <laughs> <laughs> This is kind of dog shit. Uh, I'll roll the seven again. Yeah. Oh my god! In a in a freakish turn of luck, <laughs> Reginald uses every hit die he has <laughs> and mathematically gets himself to exactly full health. Oh wow! <laughs> That's why I don't trust math. <laughs> you can't. It'll betray you every time. Aw. What did math ever do to you? <laughs> <laughs> Give me trouble in high school. <laughs> Killed, and now <laughs> killed Quinny. Don't don't play math. <laughs> Gotta play the people wielding math. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is we're not counting this as a short rest for magic purposes, just no, for health dice purposes. Just no, for I, health. I'm not trying to cheat. I just uh, wanted to be clear. That no wasn't for you, it was for him. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, he let himself die instead I of know, using a I know, that's step. kind of why I want to honor <laughs> it, because it would be so shitty. If it was like, hey, you get all your shit back. It's like, oh good. Great. No, no. I fully acknowledge your generosity. Uh, I didn't use any spell slots, so mm -hmm. I'm not recovering any. And the haste that you gave back to me has worn off. <laughs> yeah, I meant that as a you can recast your haste, not that you just had it. Because if you had it, you would have maybe caught up to Archibald. <laughs> so you can still cast. Basically, I'm giving you like I'm refreshing. It was a potion. It was. So I think it's just gone. Yeah, that's okay. fine. That is how uh, the dice go sometimes. <laughs> uh, thank you for your math, dice Laura. Program. That's how math happens. It destroys what we much. love. <laughs> All right, uh, whatever. I'm not going to change your mind. Did I give you the right ones? I <laughs> yeah. Think I gave you, yeah. yeah, I got one. I love math. Math is cool, baby. Statistically, you have a chance of changing his mind. He's right, damn you, <laughs> Let's calculate the probability. No, no. Multiversal Tom's all about math. Um, okay, so you've all spent your your hit dice. You have uh, you have a moment as this elevator ascends to kind of check in with each other. This is this is the last chat you'll have before we we face down uh, the the lich lords of of Akar. Any any final preparations or thoughts? Or yeah, Quinny produces the gem and says, "What do you guys think the uh, spineless coward warlord?" of a horde hell world a car would be doing with this magical gem. Oh man, I'm gonna hate this. Uh, and he's just gonna reach out and grab it <laughs> and cast Grim Psychometry on the gem oh. to see if we can figure out what its history is. Um, so that's a history check with advantage is how traditionally Grim Psychometry works. It may not give him the answer to this question, but sure. we'll find out. Uh, for the object, he gets a grand total of, it's 16. 16. Um, Okay, you get um, uh, uh, brief visions of um, a uh, a band of heroic gnomes, um, and they're all like dressed in 
almost like overdone, like not quite superhero costumes, but like it's in the ballpark. The um, Gnome Avengers. Yeah, the Gnome Avengers. Uh, so you see the Gnome Avengers, and it's like they're they're kind of like um, they've just finished solving, you know, like a, a local problem. And um, they, you can see just sort of glimpses in, in the shadows of them, like walking up to um, a a portal um, that is that is there, and a wizard doing a clear like no, 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 um, and pointing at a map on the wall, being like it goes here. And um, one of the gnomes holds up this gem and just smiles kind of cockily, and they all have a little like ha 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 laugh. Um, and then uh, he turns it, he like plugs it into the the portal and turns it. Um, and the portal shimmers and changes uh, and seems to show a different location on the other side. And the wizard's like, oh, and they uh, they like laugh and tip their hats and step through. And then on the other side, some horde motherfuckers just destroy them. Like just as soon as they step through the portal, it's just like popping out knives, knives, stab, stab. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. Like it's all done. Um, and you see um, Reginald um, just kind of pluck the gem, um, or Archibald shit, as he kind of uh, looks around them uh, and smiles. And then you just get other images of him using it to, like, activate and basically change the nature of portals that he's using. <laughs> um, the most recent uh, instance you see is um, turning it and then looking into the bedroom of Grayson Typhus in this world and being like, huh. Um, however... Uh, it almost burns your hand when you see that. And you realize that um, though this gem may have altered the nature of that portal once, it is highly unlikely that it can do it again. So basically, there is a way between these worlds right now, but it is very, very tenuous. And the key to it is this gem, from what we can uh, tell. It seems like it's not that this gem is... You can almost think of it as like a radio tuner. It's mm. not that it's specifically keyed to like Grimdark Universe into this. It seems like its uh, its nature is um, it's not a skeleton key, but it does uh, it can alter portals. All right, so Reginald will look at the rest and say, "It changes portals. Maybe we'll show it to Alan, who can explain what the fuck we do." <laughs> yeah, yeah, still okay. intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was it was a pretty clear fucking memory. If he'd got some weirder <laughs> shit, it would have been real tough for him to put it together. <laughs> but he literally was like, "Put in portal, change." All right, I'll I'll take it for now. K K, <laughs> hand back. <laughs> All right. Any other final preparations? Uh, Moss would just want to say to Butthole. Look, I I've been thinking a lot about what I what I said before about about your mom, and the truth is that that's just wishful thinking. I just, I want it to be over. Well, what part was wishful thinking? That that your mom is just beyond hope. So you think my mom might be nice and fine and not a problem? I don't know. And I was acting like I knew. But I don't. Okay. Gwenny, what do you think? I think, I think she's a lich. I think she's evil. I think it, it is not fair to you that this is how it is, but I think that is how it is. And if there is a way that it is clear to me that you can be safe and try to find an alternative, I will help you, but I don't see it. Liches are dangerous. She is dangerous. 
She's not your mom. She's a monster. Okay, what about you, Reginald? Parents bad. <laughs> Kill parents. No hungry. Okay, that's not great advice, but fine. Um, okay. Hmm. Well, let's do this. Uh, and he's going to cast Shield of Faith on himself again uh, to, to kind of boost his AC going into this room. All right. With that, the elevator ascends, and there's like an un, uh, just like an out of place ding uh, as the uh, <laughs> elevator uh, arrives at the top. It opens up into um, kind of a, a large suite. You can see that this um, there's the ceiling has been um, sort of carved out uh, of this room. So what previously would have been kind of like several floors is now kind of one floor with three levels with kind of a mm. massive circular gap uh, running through the middle of it. Butthole, you would recognize this as kind of, you know, previously where, like, you know where the vault is, you know where Archibald's room was, all in, in Emily's room together was. Um, and that space seems kind of, like, empty. Like, you can tell that this is just basically used as, like, the elevator delivery floor. This is the greeting room now, whereas previously it was a very, like, this is the Citadel um, it seems that Typhus has essentially created like a, a weird three-room condo, situ- like a, a three-level condo situation for himself. Um, these rooms do look vastly redecorated. Um, they've just been retrofitted. And weirdly, there's a lot of um, scrap metal from uh, 2099 stuff around. It's almost like if you think about um, – it's usually like weird thrift shops and stuff where they just kind of like put like bike wheels and like um, hubcaps and things on the walls. But a quick look almost looks like Typhus has tried to recreate a sense of a 2099 room in this building. Mm. Uh, it doesn't work because it's all trash. It's not like they, there's been stuff that's been reforged and everything else, but it it still has a very um, arts and crafts vibe uh, to it, particularly because it's trying to emulate like a slick sci-fi room and instead it's like here's an ancient castle room that has slick sci-fi stuff stapled into it. Uh, there is kind of like a, a wide staircase that kind of ascends uh, the, the three floors and uh, a floor above you um, you can literally hear uh, uh, Typhus yelling like a guy trying to figure out how to change channels on a remote. Um, just be like, ah, oh, come on, this is fucking ridiculous. And, and Emily... Where is where is Archibald? Where did he take that fucking gem? Um, and butthole, you hear the voice of your mother uh, just say, "Oh God, would you just, Grayson? Could you just stop with the gem? It's over. There will be no bunker world. Come on, I have so many unseen hand plans here. We can. There's so many things we can do here. Surely we can turn the tide on this collide here." And he's like, "No, I, I." Listen, I will not take any talk back from an Emily, first of all. Second of all, we've made the plan and we're going. So shut the fuck up and figure out how to help me with this thing because I think things are going pretty fucking badly out there with your soft Aka idiots. Um, Guys, this is just Laura talking. We've got to fucking kill this motherfucker. (laughs) Let's roll for initiative. Twelve. 
I rolled two d20s at the same time for the two brothers. Both rolled 14. So Butthole's coming in at 15 and Reginald's a 14. Uh, Quinny's bringing up the rear. Nine. The liches roll very low. Good. Um, all right. Um, Reginald, improbably you are up first. Um, Emily and Grayson are up one level, and you can tell that they've kind of got like some sort of observation lounge set up where they're they're kind of looking down. Their quarters are on the top level. Second level is kind of observation, and again, this floor is like the lounge where Emily was resurrected, and this was where all of our like villain cutaways happened. There's like a giant, unnecessarily large fireplace portrait of you know Archibald and um, uh, and Emily, and like probably you guys as boys. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Reginald's stupid enough currently that he doesn't know what to do. So he's uh, he he he'll hold action. He dumb. He'll just wait <laughs> to see what everyone else is doing. Okay. Um, he doesn't have a plan. He's just like, his tummy is full of his father's head. <laughs> and he's still a beast monster. So he's just like, oh he knows he's not in charge right now. And he knows going back to normal Reginald will make him smarter, but worse at the things they might need him to do. So he's just kind of like a Hulk. Like Lurch is a pretty good example from the Adams family. He's just standing there dumb waiting for instructions. Cool. Um, oh, the thought of his head yeah. Is, is it's actually turning my stomach. <laughs> well, I'm sure things will only get happier from here. Yep. Um, okay, butthole. Uh, butthole is going to turn and whisper to Quinny and just say, do you think you can get the phylactery? Just sneak up and get it. Okay, if you can get it back down here, do that. Yep. Okay. Go. Give me a second. <laughs> for for what? For my turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Butthole's gonna hold action because he's like Butthole's fine. Like, if functionally, what Butthole would do is just like stand, stock still outside this elevator, and just let Quinny do his shit. Because the whole hope is like that's our best gamble. Because if yeah. if like to explain out loud, but his general thought: if you can get the phylactery. They have to let us talk to them, and then I can talk to my mom. That would be really great to help figure out what the fuck we're gonna do. I got it. Yep. I'm with you. I'm. I'm I'll do that. Okay. Don't. Don't fuck this up. Okay. I got to stretch first. Okay. Yeah. Stre- do it. Do it. Do the stretch. Do the stretch you need to do. <laughs> okay, Moss. Do you hold action until Queenie's done stretching? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, Moss isn't gonna draw the attention I mean, right. so it's like i mean is there is there anywhere that we can get to so we're not like standing in the fucking middle of this room you can go hang out in uh dead evil dad and dead evil mom's bedroom uh there's the vault and there's this lounge there's a, like a nice a nice so evil the bedroom's character. the top floor right so grayson typhus's bedroom with emily is the top floor he didn't want to sleep in archibald's room so okay. he, he made a fancy suite at the top. Then they've got observation hangout space. This is the old villain lounge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of basically used to be the top of the tower. But so there's, but Archibald's bedroom is this floor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's. We'll all go hide. Yeah. There. The, those of us that who are not quitting. Excellent. Go hide there. So we're still. The initiative stands. We're going to drop out of initiative order then because I don't need to play the game of like. Okay. And then. Uh, all right, Moss <laughs> we'll all take turns holding four action. Four yeah. hexes over and to the room. Great. In our theater of the mind. 
Um, okay, fantastic. So, Quinny, you've done some stretches. How do you want to try and steal the phylactery? I have to make my way up to the room. You got to make your way to, yes, the third floor. So yeah. you got to go past the floor with the two liches on it. Yep. And make it to the top. Uh, so I am going to go uh, up the stairs and basically just at that second floor where the two liches are, I'm just peeking to get a sense of where they are in the room and when I can take my my chance to scurry up to the third floor. Okay. Um, so uh, Grayson Typhus is slapping the side of a raven gate. Um, again, like a TV, trying to get it to, to change channels um, and glowering at it. Um, Emily is overlooking the uh, the battlefield and you can see that she has um, clearly brought out, like she's surrounded by tomes and maps and scrolls all bearing the sigil of the Unseen Hand. Uh, and it's clear that she's basically dragged out all of her contingency plans and has been like systematically going through them. Um they're both pretty distracted. Neither of them heard the ding, and also none of them really imagined that there's any direct threat to them coming up. However, uh, I need you to please roll a, um, I'm going to say an intelligence save. Uh, 12. 12. Yeah, I will use Dark One's own luck. Okay. <laughs> before All right. you say anything else. Yep. Good, good getting in there. Good thing I hesitated. Uh, 17 is there now the new go. result. <laughs> um, okay. You see a, uh, a thick um, folder um, that just says the Quinny protocol on it. And um, there's a number of pages kind of splayed out, um, including like a Vitruvian man diagram uh, of you that seems to have a lot of notes and smaller drawings of other people kind of off of your limbs. Um, because you passed, you can ignore this. If you'd failed, this would have been like, a, I need to know. Um, but there's something horrible about seeing like what Gary warned you about in person. And just the fact that this like super villain had not only like did like allowed the, the like the cloning thing to happen and everything else, but like, had additional plans, it basically was just like, yeah, when we need him, we'll just go grab Quinny and do shit. Because, um, you know, you've had enough of that. Uh, yeah. But you passed your save. So you can, you've grown enough that you can ignore it. Right. Um, what, what is, what is Quinny's reaction to seeing this? Just an, ex like, I have to be quiet, but just an exasperated roll of the eyes of like, when will this shit end with this family? Leave well, us alone. And, and, and the kind of consolation of like, we are not planning to die here today. We're planning to win. I can look at these later because we will be here and they won't. And he scurries up to the third floor. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. 
Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, D&D and Things, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia de los Hoodless, Diovasis, Loki Burrito, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, the wise paladin of the Badlands, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is Yanni, and welcome to season two of Harlem Queen. Thank you for listening. The season picks up with the search for Michelle. You are listening to the Floyd J. Kelvin program. And now, straight to the headlines. Manhattan debutante and socialite Michelle Mondesir has been kidnapped from her Connecticut boarding school. There is a tri-state search for Mademoiselle Mondesir, who is 15 years of age, Caucasian, and was last seen yesterday evening going to her dormitory. Stephanie is frantic and she risks all in order to find her missing daughter. We will find Michelle. There are troopers all along the New Jersey and Pennsylvania highways. That's not enough. Madame Stephanie St. Clair posted a $10,000 reward for information that leads to the safe return of Ms. Mondesir. You need to take down your reward, Stephanie. I will not. Those no-good couples are already saying she's dead. The connection between the debutante and the numbers queen is unclear. And Stephanie still has to contend with Luciano and Schultz plotting to push her out of her own turf. Word on the street is that it's Schultz. Who cares about a lost colored girl? This one is white. Fifth Avenue debutant, lot of money, well connected. And I want to find out why Stephanie is so fixated on the girl. Stephanie is highly invested in her safe return. What do you need me to do? I need you to cheese it. What about St. Clair? You tried to clip her twice. Is she pushing up daisies? No. We're going to get her another way. Even Halstein is suspicious. Is he truly a friend or a foe? She's putting herself behind the eight ball. There's something more there, and I need to find out. In the meantime, someone has to earn the money she's deciding not to earn. You have no power in this case, Stephanie. In fact, you're a liability. I will do everything in my power to get her home safe and sound. Listen up for season two. Harlem Queen is a recipient of the Lower Manhattan Cultural Council's Creative Engagement Grant. And once we all get through this safe and sound, we will have a live radio show of Harlem Queen this fall. More episodes to come. Take good care and stay well. Thank you.